Hey, what's up, everyone? What? And welcome to season two season of We Need to Talk. We made it back. through one season, and we are yes. back, and we have lots to talk about. As always. I know. I'm so excited. So this season, we have uh, a new format going on for you. We're going to cover a little bit of current events, but we have specific topics and really incredible guests coming up mm-hmm. throughout this entire season. We're so excited to dive into these conversations because we need to talk about the things that are important. But first yes. and foremost, I'm just going to wrap with my co-host, Carmel. Mm-hmm. I'm Melinda, of course, if you've been listening. Um, Carmel, how's your week been? How's your it's, summer been? My summer's it's been, been a little good. bit since it's we've seen good. each other. It's, uh, it's been very busy. Yeah. And also kind of awkward. It's been an awkward summer. Awkward summer. I'm, I'm curious. Like, because like it's been, because <laughs> like we had all this weird rain right. in the spring. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of cold and gloomy for the longest. True. And then just got awful hot. So like every situation, I'm not dressed appropriately. That's this is yeah. The struggle is real, and this is the spoil being spoiled of living in, in California, living in Los Angeles. But right now, it is disrespectfully hot. Yes, yes. for it being Just September, stupid. right? It's That's football season. Yeah. Falls around the corner, right? And the summer is just like what? But it's like no, everything was kind of shifted. I noticed. Like I feel like. In June, we had May weather. In mm-hmm. July, we had June weather. August, mm. we had July weather. And now in September, we're having August weather. Okay. That makes sense now. Right? Okay. So I think we should just add a month to the calendar. <laughs> I mean, they what, did it back in 423 AD. What will we call this right? month? <laughs> just add a new month. Oh, my gosh. I, you know what? I could see our president doing something like that. I was just going to say the right? same thing. I'm like, he's going to call it the month of Trump. Right. Oh, my gosh. But I don't even know if I want to get into stuff that he's been doing <laughs> lately. Um, if you've been following current events, there's just a lot that's happened in the last month. But I don't want to start on too much of a downer. Mm, yes. Let's not do that. <laughs> we try to that. keep up with everything. I, I'm always up with the Twitter hashtags and, mm-hmm. and social media stuff. But I'm not going to let Trump get to me today. But what I do want to talk about, what we are going to talk about today is something that I've seen circulating on social media a lot recently. You know, we've always obviously had a lot of like cancel culture type Mm -hmm. situations, but there's another kind of trend that I've noticed and people tend to use this phrase very, very often, specifically with celebrities or small businesses or public figures when they make a decision in their life or their career that they feel is going to advance them. And I'm talking about selling out. Mm. I want to talk about selling out because I think that concept is so interesting because when you accuse someone of selling out, and I was talking about this with my husband earlier, when you accuse somebody of selling out, you're essentially setting the precedent of when they can make a decision for themselves and what that decision like the rules based on that decision. Mm -hmm. Like, well, you're selling out if you do this, 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 and this. It's like, okay, but they're not selling out if they do this, 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 and this, according to you. And I I just find it so interesting that there's, I think there's a level of ego and a level of envy behind Mm -hmm. people that accuse other people of selling out. But I'm also curious, like, where, where does that come from? Like, where does, you know, you, where do you set the boundaries for what selling out is? I feel like it's a, it's a lot of like people's comfort and like their own, it's very selfish. It is. It's very like, I like this thing or this person this way. Mm-hmm. And then when they begin to change, it's like, oh, you can't do that. So like, yeah, there's no real rhyme or reason why right. someone sells out. It's right. just like, I don't like the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. So let me just throw this out at you. Like you're selling out. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a, a restaurant or like, I, mean, I went to a restaurant yesterday and it's very small, very quaint. And everything was good. Mm-hmm. And I remember the person I was with said the same thing, like, everything is good here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
it's weird because we want it to stay small and quaint, but if everything is good, it's not going to. Right. It's going to get bigger. Yeah. They, yeah. And they should get bigger. They might franchise. They might, you know, make more locations. And they will be like, oh, I hate that. It but used then to be not this people, underground not thing. that many people get to experience exactly. it if it stays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you want, I mean, we should all want them to be successful. Right. Right. But then the selfishness is like, no, nah, I want to keep this small and keep this to me. Right. And so that, I think that applies to like politicians, uh, actors. Uh, musicians, singers, musicians yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. When they, when it's mine and it's like no one knows about it, I feel like it feels personal. And then mm-hmm. as soon as everyone else knows about it, all oh, that's sold out. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, you know, when you say that somebody's selling out, people tend to think you're compromising like a moral or a value. But it's mm-hmm. really what you think that moral or value is because you don't really know the person's reasons for quote unquote selling out or making the decision that they did. Yep. For example, we're going to get into this. Carmel and I talked about this. Jay-Z's recent uh, decision to partner with the NFL. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that a little bit? That's This This has probably been one of the most interesting conversations I've had with people. Mm-hmm. In, because one, jay is a very polarizing person to begin with. Yes. But if you just look at him, and I, I said this to someone in the day, I can't understand why we're getting upset with him for partnering with this with the NFL in terms of the actual issue that Kaepernick had, mm-hmm. which is what everyone's jumping on, like us boycotting blacks. When I say us, blacks boycotting the NFL because Kaepernick was allegedly blackballed. Mm-hmm. Whatever, let's say he was. But then now Jay Z's coming in to partner with the NFL. In a sense, he's doing something that I think all of us need to look at and say, okay, that makes more sense mm-hmm. because he's becoming a partner or if he wants to be an owner, whatever. Now he's taking ownership of the right. thing. Right. That if you guys don't realize this, Kaepernick still wants to get in the NFL. So I don't understand us boycotting the league. Kaepernick's trying to get back. Because NFL into. wasn't his issue. It wasn't his issue. He so. used his platform in the NFL to bring light to an issue that he was having. And Kaepernick was not suspended or fined. Mm-hmm. I think people forget that. Right. He was just allowed to do his protest. Okay. Right. And then when his time was up, they let him go. And I've told this to several people. If you worked anywhere and you kind of boycotted a partner with that company, if you worked at Walmart and boycotted, you were vegan. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vegans here. Yes, yes, yes. And you boycotted <laughs> Farmer John. Right. And that's one of their biggest sellers. Right. And you're outside. You're not on company grounds. Mm-hmm. Walmart, well, okay, that's fine. Then when it came time for your review, you probably are not getting a good review. Mm-hmm. You're probably not being brought back. And you would know that. Right. Kaepernick also knew that. So then now, so I'm, I'm going way back here. But then for us black folks to start boycotting the NFL because they didn't bring Kaepernick back, which makes sense that they wouldn't because he's boycotting during the national anthem. As you guys didn't know, the the military and police all pay for us, the NFL, to actually have that time. Players didn't always have the the, uh, the anthem to stand up for. It was like 2009, I think they started doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, now, Jay-Z's saying, okay, look, we've had this time. We've had a platform to say what we want to say. We've knelt. We've done it. Now let's do something to partner, bring something. And he's just doing the halftime show. I think it's, right, yeah, right. It's, not even like he's a just, it's just entertainment programming. Right. And then people are like, well, he boycotted it back then. Can't people change their mind? But it's Can't not it be like, right. I want to do something different. I understood when that time was really hot and the tense issue was at its hottest, I said no to take a stand. Right. Now I'm joining the NFL to put together a halftime show that maybe showcases black folks, showcases um, us in a different light. Right. And make, actually make the show better because it's been horrible several times. <laughs> so, and it's like, I don't understand why we're getting upset at now someone partnering, putting himself on the same level as an owner or as an executive in the NFL versus being an employee. I agree. And the thing that I always find interesting with people that complain is that they never even have an actual solution or, never. or other option. Never. It's like, okay, you didn't want him to do this. Well, then what would you have him do? Yeah. 
and there's it's there's dead silence. Absolute crickets. So you, you always say, you know, you want somebody to make a difference. You want somebody to do this. How are we going to fix this? You know, not enough is being done for black people. That's what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I, and when it came out, and I, I commented on a couple posts, I was like, guys, just wait. Mm-hmm. Wait and see what he's going to do. Wait and see. Because we know Jay. Like, we know what he does. And he's always been for the culture, for mm-hmm. the movement. He's all Everything he's done has been for his people. So why would he all of a sudden just flip and be about money? That man don't need no money. That's, he don't need any more money. A big, that's a big thing I said to someone the other day. <laughs> is like, you really think he's going to risk a, what, two-decade career and the credibility he's built for the halftime shows? Like, like, he's not making billions of dollars off this. So why would he risk all this he's built just for There's got to be something for sure. behind this. For like, sure. he's got several smart people around him. He's a smart person himself. He would not take this chance and do this. Absolutely. It just makes no sense It to doesn't me. make any sense. But, like, actionable, like, items, they take time. And yes. nobody has any patience nowadays. None. I mean, obviously, with social media and the way things run, like, I can see why people don't have patience because we have everything at our fingertips and everything moves so quickly. So they think, okay, make a difference. Difference needs to happen right now. And right. It's like, that's... That's not how it works. So I just I just want to wait and see what's going to happen, what he's going to try to do, what kind of change he's going to try to bring to the NFL, what kind of conversations are having. But also, those conversations that are having in the room are none of our business. And we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea what people none. are talking about. None. Like this one dude was going off on Facebook about those. I said, you literally was not in any of these conversations. Everything you're building this argument off of is up you saw on social media. It's like, off a headline. It's he probably headline. didn't even read the article. He didn't. Of course he didn't. <laughs> and I know we see clips from JD talking about something, that interview that Charlamagne asked a question about something. Okay, even if Jay didn't do it perfectly right, or someone said, well, he should have let Kaepernick know ahead of time. Well, if you forgot, Kaepernick also won a settlement against the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure they told Jay, hey, you can't talk to Kaepernick about this before you talked to us before mm. the decisions made because I'm sure there's some kind of agreement in the in the clause that he can't be a part of it. Which would make sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. But no one sees that or even thinks right. about that stuff. So if Jay couldn't talk to Kaepernick till afterwards, how is he how is he at fault for this? Right. Like he didn't do anything right. wrong. And then what's really interesting is they're mad at him partnering with the NFL, but like Kaepernick's best bud, who's knelt with him at every game when he was with the 49ers, Eric Reed, signed a deal with the Panthers. Yeah. Making him an employee. So I don't understand how is that better. Any different. <laughs> he's yeah. an employee now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, because yeah. he still kneels? I don't get what the kneeling does anymore. It's done. It doesn't do anything anymore. And it's that's time what Jay-Z, for And that's what Jay-Z said, you know. Kneeling did bring the awareness. Yes. It really did. And I think that that actually was a smart thing for Kaepernick to start Mm -hmm. because it did make people realize now we have all these videos and we have all these testimonies and we have all these experiences that people can see of police brutality. And it isn't just black people saying these things to hear ourselves talk. Like y'all are finally believing Mm -hmm. what we're seeing because you're seeing it. He knelt. He's like, why why is he kneeling? And it's like police brutality. There's police brutality. Right. And it's like, yes, there is. So yes, we knelt for how many years? What? It's been like two, three years. We've been kneeling. At least three. Yeah. There has to be action now to stop it. has to be. So whatever Jay-Z's plan is, I'm sure he has one, you guys, whoever's against this. He has a plan to to fix this, and to, to, this is the next step. There has to be a next step. If you keep doing the same things, there's not going to be any change. All but, we do is kneel. Nothing's going to – please ain't going to stop beating black no, folks and brown that, folks. And us watching NFL is not going to stop police no. brutality. I, so it's, it's weird how we get these agendas so disconnected from the actual issue. Like right. I'm not going to watch the NFL because of – literally you're saying – 
police brutality and, and social injustice. They are not connected. I don't yeah, know how yeah. people saw that. And that's the problem is people get so mixed up with different things that they're watching that they actually don't do anything. So last time we talked about this before is marching and boycotts and all that yeah. stuff. It t- again, we knelt. It worked. Next thing. It's yes. like once we do something that works, we keep doing that same thing. The, the marches work when King did it. Now it's time for something else. There's no follow-up. There's no that, follow-up. And that's I think that's a an issue just with this generation as a whole. Everybody wants to make an impact. Everybody wants to make a difference. And we can easily create um, mass hysteria, I feel, mm-hmm. around certain issues that we all are passionate about and things that need to be changed. But nobody really knows what to do to fix them. All we know is how to complain about them. That's, that's yeah, at the nail my head. Because we just love to complain. And social media has given us so many ways of doing that. It's like, that's all I want to do. I want to sit up here. I'm going to complain. I don't do this or don't do that. And then like, now what? Like, you're literally not going to do anything but complain. Like, I hate this fake pseudo activism people keep showing out there. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm not going to do this. And that's because I, I believe in this. Okay, well, if you believe in something, you would be doing something to push that agenda ahead. For sure. Versus just saying, I'm not going to watch NFL because Kaepernick didn't get a job. You realize (laughs) there's 70% of the league is black? Right. So, like, people are creating generational wealth for their families, and you're not going to support that. That's such a great point. Such a great point. I don't get it. I really don't understand. And then, like, again, not doing anything else. Like, there's so many other ways you could say, okay, maybe you don't support the NFL. Fine. But just yelling that out. And not doing anything makes no sense to me. Unless, right. now you look at Kaepernick, he knelt, he lost it, he didn't come back to the league, but he immediately created mm-hmm. several organizations that know your rights, which is an amazing organization where he's teaching these kids to know their rights about whether it's uh, being arrested or detained or whatever, knowing the laws that, you know, going into court, traffic tickets, laws, even with like getting property, getting jobs, all this stuff that we're seeing that we're being. Uh, not given or the social injustice that's out there, he created something to directly yeah. oppose that. Yep, yep, yep. Why not just support that? Why not create a Know Your Right uh, chapter in your city or whatever, or like get behind something? If you want to get behind the kneeling, get behind the next step he did. Right. But no, I just want to. I just want to go on Facebook and right type some stuff and then get off. Yeah. It's it's just weird, like specifically with the Jay Z thing, uh, to accuse him of kind of selling out in that way. You're getting mad at him for actually following through with the actions and with what Kaepernick kind of laid the groundwork for. And that's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like what what's next, you guys? Seriously, what's next? You know what? Some it's funny because some people say we should create our own league. Okay, <laughs> okay, all right. Look, <laughs> the NFL is celebrating their hundredth anniversary. It took a hundred years to get that league where it's yep. at right now. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Right. I mean, and there, there's been other leagues, it's XFL, USFL, it's other leagues have tried to come up and it's, it's, it's not, not it's working. It's not going to happen. Like, and another thing is, there is another league out there that's been around for a long time. It's called the Canadian Football League. And they make decent money. It's mm-hmm. not great, but they make, you know, probably one, two million dollars a year if you're really good. <clears throat> Any of these guys could go play there. If you really don't like the NFL yeah. as a player, you can go play in Canada. For sure. I mean, I would make what I make right now to play football. I'm, I'm going to get out and play football? Okay. I, I would do that. So th- those guys don't have to be here in the NFL. Right, right. They're there because the money's good. And anyone in this world who says that Jay-Z's a sellout, I guess all those guys are sellouts, right? Because they're making millions of dollars to play in, in this league that you don't like. But is, are any of you directly working for a black owner? Yeah. Do any of you own a yeah. company as a black person? Yeah. Do you, do you, do bank, you support black you support businesses? Black businesses? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you 99% of the people don't put money in a black bank either. Or they know that black banks exist. For sure. But sure. the NFL. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that that's Jay Z. Yeah, I love I love that you brought that point because I had a little argument with somebody on a Sean King's Instagram page, and you know he was talking about how you know top selling out and the Jay Z thing and everything, and saying you know how we, we as black people we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to only support black owned this, black owned that, and I'm all for supporting black owned. I get it, but the way he was attacking a lot of people, and I was like, you do realize the tool that's in your hand right now. That is being mm-hmm. used to attack all of us is not black owned Mm-mm. in any way. Nope. And he was like, "Oh, I hate when people use the phone argument." It's like, but it's it, this is the argument that you're using. Yes. You know, so you're accusing all these other people of selling out by wanting this or being in an interracial relationship or or going to be a part of the NFL, but like you bought an iPhone, right? <laughs> so right. either practice what you preach or shut up. Because there's there's a, a black owned phone company that's actually gaining a lot of steam now called. Uh, figures communication. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So if yeah. you guys can go buy one of those if you yeah. want, but you're probably not because <laughs> you went to XR. Of course, that's what you want. Like, of and not, not to mention, you live in a country that's run by white folks, right. started by white folks. So like, let's let's look at the very basis of what you're saying. Right. If you're doing something that white folks are on, you're a sellout. Well, that's all of us. That's right. all of us. Right. Because none of you guys are doing anything that's not in the right. whether it's the phone, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, all the stuff, the platforms you're on. They're all owned by white folks. Right. So, like, so, it's not about, like, like I hate when we start looking at if a white person did somebody wrong. Let's completely cancel that whole thing out. Yeah. Like, let's look at what the issue was. Yeah. Can we address it, fix it, and then move on? Now, if they're not going to change and they're going to continue doing what they're doing, okay, then, yeah, let's look at it at not only just canceling that out, but creating something that works similar for us. Mm-hmm. We do not do that. Yeah. And, I, I, and it goes even to, like, I think it was a Jamel Hill made a comment about okay. how black athletes should stop going to white schools. Mm, interesting. Well, historical black colleges were created by black white folks. People don't understand that. Like Howard is literally a white general's name. Mm. So you, you need to go back to the very beginning and create an, a black college from the ground up because most of those were started by white folks. But people don't know that. They just For see segregation some, purposes. Right. Yeah. Like, we're going to put you in this school over here. <laughs> We're not going to let you go right. to our school, but we'll give right. you something to go to. Okay, right. so those are also white folks. And then you guys, um, if you're fraternity or sororities, you're pledging to a Greek fraternity. That's also white folks. So, so everything you're doing is still white-owned or white-based. Right. Right. So, like, it's too much. It's really yeah. too much. Like To sit there and figure out every single thing that white folks own and let's not be a part of it, it's not the point. It's not the issue. At all. At all. we got to get away from that. But I think a point I want to hit on with people accusing other people of just selling out and, and doing things that have nothing to do with them, quote unquote, it's this level of authenticity that people have a, a certain definition for. And we can't judge somebody else's authentic self by what's authentic for us. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do that and it's not something that you would do, that's fine. But everybody else has their own journey. Everybody else has their own path. So if people make a business decision that is better, truly better for them, their family and their existence, let them do it. You all do it. Right. If it has nothing to do with you, you don't really get a say. If it affects you, then you have a say. But what, like, for example, I'm going to say Jay-Z. There's this other, I was telling Carmel, there's this uh, black hair care brand called Carol's Daughter. Mm. And she recently, the owner, and it started as a small kind of like an e-commerce store. And then it moved into being like in Target and like Mm -hmm. other stores. And then L'Oreal wanted to partner with her. And she partnered with L'Oreal and it boosted up her presence. So many Black people specifically were upset by that because they accused her of selling out. But it's like, this is a huge business venture. For one, a black... She started this hair care brand in her kitchen, okay? 
that's amazing. And to now have like a multi-million dollar deal with L'Oreal to get your product in even more places, I think that's great. It's it's brilliant. It's like it shows the hard work and dedication she put to make this this brand. Now it's an empire because she connected with a bigger brand. Yes. That's yes. smart business. 100%. It has nothing to do with racial whatever. Like if you worked at a job and you were on the night shift and the night shift was all black folks and then they came and, hey, we're going to give you a raise, but you got to move to the swing shift. You're not going to do that? <laughs> and you move to the swing shift, oh, you sell out because you use with the black folks, now you with all the white folks. Who cares? This yeah. is honestly, the, that that idea of us like not staying down, Like I, I feel like it's a very like us holding us to ourselves back. Because as mm-hmm. soon as someone starts moving forward, it's like, oh, no, no, they're going off and doing that. Like, I, I, I could do that, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay down here. I'm going to stay in the hood. I'm going to stay... That's that's not smart. It's mm-hmm. not cool. And it's really idiotic because no other culture does that. Right. And we look at... It's funny because we look at Chinese, we look at Jews, we look at like Armenians, all these other cultures that build each other up and then lift each other up and then like, oh, well, we can't do that because like, well, we don't stick together and you ain't... You're right. Mm. As soon as one of us starts getting good, you're a sellout. You're not keeping it real. And like, who is it's it? the barrel of crabs mentality. Yes, yes. It truly, truly is. I can remember was it um, the Black Eyed Peas. Like I remember when they first came out. It was oh, Black Eyed Peas. I remember they grew up here. They're like, yeah, they're cool. They're, they're kind of different. And then as soon as they went more pop, and so they started doing like halftime shows and mm-hmm. like commercials. Like oh, they sold out. I'm like. This is where the money is. Right. Like I don't understand it. Like now they're making good money. They're like they're like worldwide known now, not just sitting up in Panorama City, like just so you can go watch them. Like why is that our problem? Like yeah, it, that happens a lot with music, but also people don't realize that music trends change, yes. and you want to stay relevant. Yes. Now, granted, if somebody, I, I wouldn't call them a sellout. I would just be like, oh, well, I guess I'm not your fan. Like if somebody started as a pop singer songwriter, then all of a sudden became an EDM artist, I'd be like, okay, mm. I don't really ride with you anymore. But if that's where you feel the Lord is calling you to go, <laughs> then fine. But I'm gonna still listen to the first album you did because that's what. I connected with, but people change, people evolve. And if it's right for them, people need to accept that and be fine with it. But yes, I I remember black eyed peas. I mean, it happened with, you know, other bands too. Um, and other artists, I was talking about Lady Gaga, for example, Mm -hmm. she started to have this crazy gimmick because she knew that it would get her to where she wanted to be. Is that selling out? Some people might think so because people, you know, that, you know, grew up with her. I went to school with her in New York. She started as a singer songwriter, just playing piano and doing her thing. And then she came up with this crazy gimmick and this name, but it got her what she wanted. And now she's able to do whatever she wants. Now I personally, as an artist, that's not my MO. That's not Mm -hmm. something that I would want to do. And it's just not me. I'm not the one to do the gimmicks. I, I, I want to stay with what I've been doing and wherever it takes me is wherever it takes me and that's meant to be my journey but that's for me i'm not gonna judge anybody else if they decide you know what if i have to wear a meat dress and a tutu for two years to get to where i want to be then that's what i'm gonna do then, you know you do you but it's just not for me yeah if you showed up wearing a meat dress <laughs> you would definitely be a sellout that 100 percent be okay this you guys this sure. right here this is a sellout. Okay. That would be a perfect you example. Would be, yes. Perfect example. <gasps> oh Wikipedia. My Melinda Hale. Gosh, this is a sellout, is guys. Funny. Could you imagine? Wow. <laughs> Me, You're like, no, yeah. that is a yeah, sellout. This is it, you guys. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Because I mean, now because like 
then it's, see, it truly would be compromising yes. all my morals yes. and values just to get ahead, and that's not cool. Right, and that's that's okay, guys. When that when that happens, we see someone that's been this way for so long, and they makes a complete one eighty. Yeah, solely for money. Okay, now you can call and him a sellout. Is a sellout. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I but agree. like Ice Cube, you know, he was this very very edgy. Super, super, super polarizing figure for the first ten years of his career, and then yeah, he did. Are we there yet? Family movies. Okay, all right. But look, he transitioned. Like when he did Friday, that was the tr- the transition of him becoming more a a movie star, actor, mm-hmm. writer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it bothering people now? But he still has that hard exterior, he's, though. Yeah, Even he's still in Ice Cube, right? Yeah. He's still Ice Cube. Nothing about like, him to me has changed. No. He's just doing a, a a family movie. And he has family. So right. why, it's not really like the opposite of who he is, you know, just because he's not saying F the police right. anymore. I, but so many people were upset. I mean, it's too soft now. He's all soft now. What? <laughs> How is he soft just he's doing a movie? I know. And what's funny is, you probably went to go see it. Absolutely. You know they did. <laughs> I don't you get know it. they went to see that. Did you see those movies? Oh yeah. They're actually fun. They are. I, 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 I enjoy him. But that's and they're fun because it's Ice Cube in a movie that's outside of his normal right. exterior genre, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so they put him in a family movie. Exactly. That's what makes it good. Like yeah. I don't understand why we get so plus, you know, whether it's Lady Gaga being, you know, going from singer songwriter to meet dress to like whatever she is, mm-hmm. it's entertainment. Right. Like these are these are in a lot of ways, these are actors who just can sing. Like they put on a persona, they wear True. this, That's and they look point. out there, and then now they they change. We don't get mad when Tom Hanks were, is playing three different characters right. or Denzel Washington because they they're just an actor. They're an actor, yeah. But they don't sing, okay? So these people sing and they act and they put on a performance, mm-hmm. and then they go home and go to bed. Like it's all theatrics. It's all theatrics. Yeah. It's not. You don't really see. There's not many artists you see the real person on stage. Most of them have some kind of persona they put on. So if it just be, is a bigger persona like mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus and all that, okay. The, don't think it's anything else other than that. Right. Like, I don't think people get all crazy. Like, or if they make a song that's not true to themselves, or they find out someone wrote the song for them, like, it's an artist. They perform. It's not a big deal. Right. Like, every act, no actor writes their own script. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. But it's very true. They get so I mad. Mean, there are some people who are like, oh, you're not a real artist if you're singing somebody else's songs. It's like, I totally disagree with yeah. that. Now, I like to sing my own songs because it is from a very personal place, but. I've sung songs that other people have written for me or recorded songs that other people have written and they've expertly expressed something. I'm like, shoot, I really do feel that way. How'd you know? Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. want to sing that. So there's nothing wrong if somebody decides that that's right for them in this moment in their career or whatever. It's not for you to decide. But we think it is because I pay my money. Exactly. I'm in this concert. Exactly. And I think that's where the whole mentality of people selling out is birthed from is because I'm giving money to this thing. I'm, I'm investing in this thing so it better go my way. Yeah. I'm like, but it doesn't have to. Like, nothing in this world goes that. Everything right. changes and evolves, no matter how much money you give to it, because you don't own it. Right, 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 right. But it's like you said at the beginning, it's a level of selfishness on, on, on our part or people's part when they decide what somebody has done is either right or wrong because it doesn't work for them anymore. Right. Like before Jay-Z, I probably want to say the biggest <coughs> sellout was Kevin Durant. And he, to this day, is still called a snake for leaving Oklahoma City. And going to Golden State, which at the time was the best team in the in the in the league and had the greatest record of of any team. And now, arguably the second best player in the world is joining the best team ever. And people, oh my God, he's taking the easy way out. Like it's not really that at all. If you actually look at the act, get away from the optics. Mm-hmm. Look at the actual situation. He's leaving a team that's now completely falling apart. Yeah. You guys didn't know that. Um, 
he now he was playing with a coach who coached the style he liked with guys he knew in an area he liked. I'm like, what is wrong with that? Yeah. If you go to a job where you like the boss, you like what you're doing, you like the environment, and the pay is good enough, there's nothing wrong with it. But when yeah. it comes to sports, we want it to look a certain way. We want the story. We want everything to be like, I want this. I want rivalry. I want people to get mad at each other and not be friends after the game. I'm like, it's not like that Our anymore. expectations are so specific. So specific. It's crazy. Yes. And that's what I've asked every guy that's who felt this way about Kevin Durant. Have you ever walked into a gym and picked four guys to play with you and picked four average guys? Mm. You always pick the four best guys and say, you want to run, you want to run, because you want to stay on the court. Right. Why is Kevin Durant supposed to go to an average team? Yeah. Why Just should he stay you in? Because yeah. you want him there. You want to yeah. see him struggle and get to the top and get these guys they don't want to struggle. Right. They want to shoot balls that go in. Right. You don't shoot any balls to miss. Right. You want ev- you want to make every single shot. Yeah. And so in this situation, he could, and they won. So I, I don't get why we're getting mad because it doesn't fit the narrative I want. Like, right. Okay, you get out there and play. Yeah. But you're not. <laughs> you're not and good enough. And it's another thing. It's like just even thinking of sports. If somebody wants to change teams, like maybe they're just not getting challenged or like pushed on the team. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to play with people that are better than him, mm-hmm. so they'll make him a better player. Like when you get when you get to a point where you're the best one in the room, you need to change rooms. Yeah. Because you should always be growing and evolving. And sometimes when people make these decisions that other people view as selling out, it's because they want to grow. Yes. And it's not just about money all the time. No. And if, for him, it wasn't because he could right. have made more money in Oklahoma City and he for made sure. less in Golden State. I'm like, I just want to leave Oklahoma City. Right. Like, who wants to be in, in the middle who of the country? Who wants to be in Oklahoma City? Right. Who can be in Frisco or L.A. Right. or Miami right. or New York? Yeah, I'm not trying to stay in Oklahoma. Right. Again. Right. And that's what the thing with Jay-Z, I go back to. But it's n- clearly not about the money for no. him. This is about progress and growth and change. They did the kneeling. Okay. So what is next? This is what is next for me. Since I have the power and I have the money to be able to make this decision, this is what I think is next on the docket to make actual progress for these injustices and using the NFL as a platform. And I'm not mad at it. And I want to see what he does. I'm not mad at it either. And then again, you mentioned Jay-Z's track record. How many guys has he helped get out of jail? How many people have he given jobs to? There's been so many other agendas or social issues that he stepped up when he didn't have to. Yeah. Said yeah. something, put his money where his mouth is, got people out of situations. Like, this dude has a track record of being for us. And then when take this one thing and say, oh, now he's a sellout? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. And there's so many other uh, rappers and singers who have done nothing. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a sellout. Like, you're just taking your money and run. You're not doing a th- You're not doing anything. And that's fine, too. I don't. I'm not mad at it. Do what you got to do. But he's actually put his stuck his neck out there on several occasions and had our back. And this one time, we're just gonna just jump to a conclusion yeah. and just write him off. Yeah, I don't it's get it. It's to jump into conclusions that's needs to be put at bay because it's gonna get a lot of people into trouble. Yeah, I did. and now we got we have actual NFL athletes upset at him, I'm like, which what? is crazy. Like, it's like guys, just wait and see what the man is gonna do. You're actually taking a check from the NFL, like which is really so. It's absolutely hypocritical. You're right. actually taking a check as an employee. But it's different because they play for the NFL. He's just coming in, <laughs> and I'm I'm clearly being sarcastic. Right. It's like well, you, you, th- that's how they'll justify it, though. That's how they'll justify it. And then somebody's oh, because he didn't tell Cap. Like, what is he supposed to tell him? And again, I, I guarantee he couldn't. But I'm like, what do you want him to do? Right. Why don't you write out how that conversation was supposed to happen? What would have sufficed? Right. That's exactly because, like, and uh, some people say, well, if Jay Z became an owner, and he didn't give Cap a trial, 
I then it, they would completely be like, I'm right. Okay, so let's say he did tell Cap, mm-hmm. I'm going to own a team, and then when I get I get a hold of this team, I'm going to give you a tryout. That would be called collusion. Yes. Yeah. Like you guys are not thinking this People through at all. You it. cannot People do that. It's just that. so stupid. Like just think for a second. Like it's not. It's not. It's not legal. Right. <laughs> so what, are you, what are you talking about? Right. Right. Well, I would just say for those of you listening, before you jump to conclusions, before you accuse somebody of selling out, think about what you would do in that position. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the the important thing is. Again. Not everybody's decisions may be right for you, but it may be right for them. And that is something that we have to remember. What are your final thoughts, Carmel? That, that's a good one. I, I would like to see people at least look at some situations and just say, hey, this is how I would have handled it. Mm-hmm. This is what I would have done. And like formulate some kind of thought process to, or like a, a plan to handle those things. And again, any issue we're dealing with, whether it's you know social injustice, whether it's police brutality, um, our political system, economics, taxes. I stop just complaining. <laughs> please stop complaining. Like I, I don't mind you having something to say about it, but please give something to fix it. Any idea would suffice. Yeah, like, it didn't got to be the best one. Just give us something yeah. that might work. Something that you thought of. Something, anything. Like versus just complaining. Yep. I can't take it. Agreed. Yeah. Good final thoughts. Well, thanks so much for tuning in. We are excited about season two. We got Woo. some good stuff coming up for you. Make sure you also check out our new blog and yes. website. We need to talk the blog.com. We have some guest writers. Myself and Carmela also be writing on it. And the podcast will also be posted on that website as well. So you get everything in just one little click. Woo. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we will talk to you all next week. Peace. Bye. And this episode of We Need to Talk is brought to you by Black Brew, the darkest, richest, boldest coffee anywhere. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Need to Talk the Podcast and Twitter at underscore We Need to Talk underscore.